This is Matt Brown, and you're listening to Just a Good Conversation. If I have any drone questions, I go to my man, Jay Seidel, a professor at Fullerton College where he runs the best drone program in the country. Just named the Association for Unmanned Vehicle Systems International's new chapter president. We talk about drones, the future, and what's happening now. Delivery of packages, what Walmart's doing, Amazon, and Wing. Early on, it was like the Wild West. It was like, oh my gosh, you know, things were just popping up, and these startup companies were getting some venture capital money, and they were getting some investment, and they're like, hey, here's this drone, here's this, and we're going to do this, and this, we don't know what this is for, but we're going to sell this. And so that, that's gone away, and it's kind of, things have kind of weeded themselves out. I'm Matt Brown, host of Just a Good Conversation. Take a listen to our archives. My guests have ranged from Hall of Famers, comedians, and photographer Peter Reed Miller. I think the very first thing I shot was uh, an offshore powerboat race. Yeah, and this is great, but but they wouldn't let us go offshore. So basically, and it was out in Newport. It was out in Newport Harbor. So basically, you kind of put it out on the, this press boat, and uh, you photograph the start. Boom, they went by. Uh, probably an hour later, they came through. Boom, they came through. And probably another hour later, they came through and finished. And, and the guy, um, Rocky Aoki, who owned the Benihana Steak Chain, won the race. And I have a picture of him on his boat going like this. And, and that was it. <laughs> it was kind of like, well, this is really it. But uh, but yeah, that was my first uh, my first job for a side. Go to justagoodconversation.com for all our archives. Let's take a quick break from my sponsor before diving into my conversation with Jay Seidel. We've got all drone talk. Jay, what is new with things that fly in the sky? <laughs> all, all kinds of things. Um, yeah, as far as uh, drones go, the, the biggest thing right now, well, it's an, like, kind of like an evolutionary change. But um, the hot topic right now is operations that are beyond visual line of sight. And so... The now how other, far are we talking? And listen... So you can't see it. You know? Well, actually, there are different... There are stipulations, but um, it's always been on the discussion. So um, for the commercial pilot, you know, uh, Part 107 license, when you get your drone license, um, one of the stipulations is you have to keep visual line of sight. Even if you're a hobbyist, even if you don't have it, you just have a drone and you're just going to fly and you don't have your license, the main thing is you keep visual line of sight. Makes sense. The FAA says, I don't want you flying in another city and you're just using the camera and, uh, you know, who, who knows what you're going to hit or what you're going to do. Right. So from a safety perspective, that law has always been made sense. But from a practical aspect, companies like, BNSF, Railway, um, they've been big supporters of beyond visual line of sight um, requirements because if you're doing a rail inspection across Kansas, you don't want to have to have a pilot just walking, you know, a mile, right. a mile from the drone, you know, just keep go walking behind it. So, um, so there's always been a desire for something like that. Also, you know, large-scale farming and agriculture mapping. Um Finally, it's it's becoming more of a reality. Are we going to see like John Deere make a drone? Um, I don't, <laughs> so no, I don't, I don't think little green will. drones in the air with a deer on it. Yeah, no, there's but there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of drones in like long range agriculture, but um, but the biggest driving factor is package delivery because um, again you don't want yeah shipment and fulfillment uh, is going to be huge. Yeah, Amazon, FedEx, nobody wants to have to have a drone pilot. You know, have now they have truck drivers, but they have drone pilots and one-to-one kind of a thing they would rather have just a drone pilot send out you know man multiple drones or have a drone pilot send out a drone from one location and it goes across you know to another town drops off a package and comes back um so the faa has known like that's a goal um but they haven't they've been incrementally changing that you know and kind of creeping towards it creeping towards it creeping towards it um and 
last year they laid down the law of remote identification by 2023, September 2023. Now, why'd they pick September? Just I, I don't know why. January seems like and a good starting last, point. This was last year. So okay. they already gave it like, oh, 2023. And they did it 2023 to where that all drones have to have basically transponders. And so now all drones could be tracked. Because um, previously it was only DJI, right? Well, not well. DJI had its own thing, right? And um, DJI has been creeping into because with with that technology, there's ADSB in and ADSB out. ADSB in, if you guys have drones, especially newer drones, and you're flying your drone, and it pops up and says aircraft in the locate in the area. That's ADSB in, so it can pick up transponders from other aircraft, but your drone is not sending anything out. No return. So, so by 2023 of September. Everything has to be out. It has to be able to be in and out. And the FAA is going to have, oh, I forgot what they're actually called. But basically, they're going to have traffic management, not, not air traffic controllers, because air traffic controllers would jump out a window if they had to manage drone traffic. Right. That's, that could be that, ridiculous yeah. real quick. So they're, having, they're contracting out to outside companies that are going to be set up across the country that will monitor drone traffic. In correlation with air traffic as part of, you know, designated FAA air traffic. And so they can monitor where these things are. Drones will be, be able to be identified. If there is an issue, they can, the information is there. They can contact the pilot and say, hey, can you ground it? Or, hey, whatever, there's an emergency, that kind of a thing. So, I mean, logistically, it'll be, it, in, you know, on paper, it sounds really good. And it should be pretty good. Um, but that was set for 2023. As we ramp up to that, because once drones have transponders and they're able to be tracked, it's going to be a lot easier to manage where they go, even if they go beyond visual line of sight. So if we know if they FAA said that's where that's going to be, and then now it's like, okay, based on that, we're going to come up with this pathway to do beyond visual line of sight. This is what you're going to need to do that. And what you're going to need to for package delivery, and this is what you're going to need for large-scale agriculture and all these kind of things. Um, they just put that report out for the public to start kind of marinating with and figuring out what they want and if they like it, if they don't. And they have their basically their recommendations. And then they're going to actually put the physical notice of, oh, what is it? They're going to put out a notice of rulemaking. Okay. And so then the public can comment on it. Then the FAA has to address all the comments, either fix it or why, they, why they're not. Revise something, yeah, whatever. Right. And so, and then basically what will happen, that will probably roll into the 2023 FAA reauthorization. So then they'll roll. The, usually, when they do a reauthorization, is when they roll on these big, big laws, big rules. So that's when the reauthorization is going to happen, and then we'll have beyond visual line of sight, and then in September, transponders. <laughs> that, I mean, does that cover everybody's butt who's flying so they can see where everybody's little drones are? Is that kind of like to help out? a pilot who can't see your little DJI flying. Right. So, yes. So, pilot. Cuz is it is it gotten that bad? That it well, <laughs> or is it or is it a safety net so it doesn't get bad? Yes and no. So, it it's gotten bad. Um in in, you know, any kind any time that a drone strikes a manned aircraft, it's a bad thing. And there's been it's not like there's more and more. It's not like, oh, my gosh, there's drones are hitting helicopters. It's very everywhere. rare. Yeah, but. Enough. But when it does, it's it could be really bad. It, it's enough to really unnerve the FAA. And so and, and unnerve man piloting, um, because, again, they're they're stuck up there. They're in the aircraft, you know, and um, one of the problems is I was at a FAA uh, safety briefing the other this past week, actually, and um they were talking about one of the problems they have is manned aircraft. They're flying their plane, right, or helicopter. And 
to see the drone. The drone is usually below them. Mm -hmm. So they look down, and you're flying a really dark gray Mavic. Mm -hmm. Right. And they're looking down at the drone with the ground underneath it. They're not going to see it. No, that's camouflage. Right. So, but you're on the you're on the ground saying "Yeehaw, look it!" You Even know, if you had the bright orange ones, yeah. like you and I have shot before, yeah, that's going to be hard to pick it's still up. Hard to that see. thing's six inches, right? Because pilots are used to scanning the horizon, scanning the air. Now they have to look down to make sure. So, I mean, something less than a child's shoe right. flying in the air, right? The intent, the idea is that with the ADSB in they'll be able to then identify that there is activity in the area. So they, at least they're a little bit more aware. They, okay. they won't be able to like call the pilot or anything like that, they, but they'll be able to see like, oh, there's something there. So I I'm should, more alert. Right. I should be more, more observant kind of a thing, which increases safety. Right. So if you've got this in the coming in the future, I don't know how quickly that is, <laughs> yeah. six months, 12 months, 18 months, where UPS, FedEx, Amazon start wanting to deliver packages. How is that a game changer in the air? Where is there going to be some kind of like freeway system? Or is it everybody just goes, bang? <laughs> so it depends on who you ask. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, who, who's got the final say? Yeah, exactly. Who, who's the feds, who, right? I, the, the FAA does. So they do have a... So they've been testing places across the country. Um, they've been testing package delivery for a number of years in Western uh, Virginia, not West Virginia, but Western Virginia, really rural part of Virginia. Um, and they've been pretty successful. You know, they, they send the drones out and drop the packages and bring it back. And they're able to kind of see like what problems they'd run into, you know, kind of in a controlled environment. But there's also, I think New York, Ohio has one. Um, they have kind of like bit freeways, like, like drone air, air, air freeways. Right. Kind of what you would have seen. Like if you watched like the Jeffersons, everybody's in the sky going yeah. a direction. Yeah. And everybody just do, 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 you know, shoots back and forth. So they do have these expressways that are kind of identified in a couple States and they're, they're trying it out. Right. Um, you know, it might not work for every state. Um, but they're they're trying to see like what what works best, what options, what problems do we run into, how can we address it, that kind of stuff. Is, I mean, I know you and I are just spitballing here, but is it something you could see a bigger advantage if you're in rural like Wyoming? Oh yeah, right. Instead of that FedEx guy having to drive eighty miles out to your ranch, right. which I don't know if a drone's going to do eighty miles, but whatever the distance is, that's cutting down one package going instead of that guy having to oh, zigzag through the countryside. 100%, yeah. And they, they can reallocate the, the, the delivery people into more urban areas. Right. Yeah. And then it could fly like a crow, straight line. Yeah. The oh, drone. Yeah. Yep. Where yeah. you might have 80 miles of road, but it's only 17 miles. Yeah, exactly. And they just cut across. So package, you know, the thing is like we're, we're talking like, oh my gosh, drones are going to happen and the package delivery is going to be crazy and there's a lot of package delivery. Yeah, but not in urban areas. It's going to be more rural, maybe suburban in some clay, some places. But you're not going to see it in downtown Los Angeles. You're not going to see it in New York. You know, kind of in New York City, right? Um, upstate, yeah, upstate, right? Bar, uh, Bakersfield, sure, yeah, yeah, but not in the urban areas. That'll still be delivered by UPS drivers yeah. or FedEx drivers because you know how you live on the. 13th floor or 14th floor. How am I going to get my drone? Where am I going to drop my package? Right. You know? An apartment in the South Bay. You're not getting it. Exactly. Right. And so, so when, you know, in places like the Dakotas and Wyoming and Arizona and, you know, and, and rural parts of like Arkansas, th there's going to be opportunities for drones to go out there and drop packages that will allow FedEx, UPS, Amazon to have, uh, Opportunities again to then we're going to put our drivers here and we're going to have our drone pilots here. As a matter of fact, uh, Walmart. That's what I was going to say. Is everybody in on this game? Oh, yeah. At some level. Walmart, uh, I just, I need to, I need to read more, but I saw it popped up. Uh, they set up their little drone airport. They have, it's their second one. I don't know where their first one is, but Walmart has. I'm guessing a, Arkansas. It's in Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and so they have their airport there and they're, they're getting ready. And they're going to fly packet. It's basically like a, 
it's an airport with, of drones, right? And they just shoot these drones up and zip across Arkansas and drop off the packages. So. Is, is it to the point where, yes, okay, you got UPS, FedEx, maybe DHL? Amazon? Actually, DHL, from what I understand, DHL is not. They don't want any part not, of it. No. Okay. So then you got Amazon. Yep. Is it a Walmart thing? Target, Home Depot, Lowe's? Like, are they getting into the point where they're all in too? So, or not, so, not are some some people going to wait and see? I think a lot. Of, I think I think a lot of the big box stores are going to wait and see. But um, Google, which Wing is part of Alphabet, right? Alphabet's a parent company. Mm-hmm. They're they were big into it, so um, they're delivering for other people. So they're contracting out with FedEx or. CVS or something like that. and um, Right, because we forget just because it's Alphabet, Google, like they could still have another division. Yep, they and do. And their flight division, whatever it is. It's, it's called Wing. Right. And, and they actually have been doing package delivery in Australia with Wing for like three years. So a lot of stuff they learned in Australia, they're applying to what they're doing in Virginia and helping the FAA develop it. So the FAA is like, okay, cool, thank you, and then we'll do this. But, um, but I know Walmart's gone you know they've invested over a million dollars in drone delivery technology and prepping for drone delivery that even seems cheap only a million dollars yeah is it is was it a no i I, maybe it was a maybe it was a billion that seems more like yeah i think it was because that's a it's an ass load of development right i think it was i think it was they went with a company called drone up and um invested in drone up came in and set it all up and um, they've been working with the with the Walmart plan, so Walmart's going to deliver. I don't think Target is actually going to develop its own program. I think they'll contract out with like a Wing or some other um, supply company, you right. know, that'll that'll provide it. So um, because again, it's a lot of money to invest. But I know Walmart went big, so I guess it would be a billion dollars. Um, they went in. What's a million? What's a billion? <laughs> it's Walmart. Too. Yeah. So um, I bet they took a business line of credit out. <laughs> yeah. They're good for it, you know. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So I, like I said, I don't think it's going to be all the package. I don't think it's going to be all the, all the stores doing it. But I think they will contract out to shipping companies, basic air air shipping companies, where they can drop these packages. So you can maybe buy something from Home Depot and have it delivered. Through at a, wing at a job or somebody or else, like yeah, yeah. But it's, it's not a Home Depot Air, yeah, yeah. not yet, <laughs> not yet. Give them, give them time. You'll exactly. see little orange well, drones, see, little, yeah. little apron on flying yeah. through the air. But you know what? I, I just now thought about that because how cool would that be? I mean, how many times have you been like doing something and you're like, oh, I gotta go to Home Depot again, right, or something like that? I but didn't get that. You're in the middle of something, yeah. but it's like you just need one little thing. But it's like if you could just put it on your phone on the app and then order it and then it, it drops it over. Right. You That'd get the awesome. Yeah. You get the metric system of the Allen wrenches instead of the Imperial that oh, you picked up. Right. And you're like, Oh, I got to run back down. I don't want to go back. Right. You try and explain to the wife, like, no, it's metric. You got to yeah. pick me up that one. Right. <laughs> right. I, I, you know, cause a lot of the stuff they show is like band-aids and cookies and little things like that. And it's like, okay, that makes sense. And right. But wow. For, for like a Home Depot or a Lowe's, that would, yeah. I, I'm in right there. Sure. <laughs> or, save or, me a lot of trash. Or it's the prescription, yeah. CVS, yeah. any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, CVS, oh, Walgreens, stuff you like don't, that. You yeah. got the sick kid, you can't take the kid to CVS, Walgreens, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. How much is law enforcement, since we've talked 18 months ago, mm-hmm. decided like we're in, in? So, yeah. So law enforcement, public safety as a whole, so law enforcement and fire are 100% in. Even Fullerton has uh, has its own drone force now um <laughs> it's a little special yeah, pins they, and they stuff. have their own drone division there's, there's three pilots <laughs> they have three drones yeah so um yeah law enforcement's gotten uh huge um and is that just going to escalate do you see it moving like yeah faster and faster yeah and it's funny it's it, it's funny when we talk about law enforcement and drones because people start Either you think, yeah, that's good, good for them, or you think, like, oh, my gosh, they're watching me. Right. Kind of thing. You know, they're not watching you. 
Um, you're not that interesting. Exactly. So many people think they're you, nobody cares. Exactly. You're not you're not as interesting as you think you are. Yeah. Um, especially the police. They're not. They don't. They don't have the energy or the bandwidth or the money to just have drones. Yeah, we got 140,000 people in Fullerton. You right. think they're flying that drone around and peeking at all of us? Right. Exactly. Exactly. You're not that interesting. <laughs> so it takes a lot of time to put a drone up, and then the batteries only last for a half hour, so it's not. You know. So are is law enforcement on on a different scale though of the Walmart? They're flying a more smaller yes. normal industry flying Phantom or something. Currently, so right. yeah, right. so right now, so right now, I, I can also tell you, um, like LA County, LA County Fire and LA City Fire, LA County Fire has probably one of the largest drone fleets in all of public safety. So there's a lot of drones involved in public safety, um, but they are using they're using well. Here's a, here's another conversation, but so. Um, well, it, took, it takes a while for, the, for these public safety law enforcement agencies to then say, hey, we, we built it into our budget. We knew we needed to get drones. We finally have enough to buy uh, DJI Matrice 300 okay. right, with a thermal camera and an RGB camera and a light. Great. And we also have enough we can get these two Mavic 2 Enterprises, which are great. And that package, two Mavic 2 Enterprises and a Matrice 300 with a thermal uh, camera, Perfect for law enforcement, right? So typical, what they do, because that's what they're going to buy. But what happened was the, the federal ban on Chinese-made drones, i.e. DJI, mm-hmm. right? So federal agencies cannot use DJI drones. They just, they can't. Now, what was the reason behind that? They're spying on us. Right. <laughs> so, but, but that was it, point blank, because that's rare for someone to make that call. Right. Well, here's the Cause thing. Because they've bent over backwards for a lot of things, but someone decided drone flying. That's the line. Well, what, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, what happened... My phone is fine, but not my drone. Exactly. <laughs> so, well, what happened, you know, you think about it, too, in the federal agencies, you got Department of Energy and the Department you know, right. of Homeland Security and stuff that are using drones, and DJI actually... They say they're not spying, but really, and they're and they're not maybe overtly spying, but the data captured from the drone is going back to servers in China, because if you do then send your drone in for work, you know, for, like to get it work, like hey, my drone broke, they will have to look at the data to see if it was pilot error, and and they don't have to pay for it, or it was a malfunction, and they will refund you or whatever. So right. from a business standpoint, that makes, it kind yeah. of makes sense, but. The idea, though, is that, oh, by the way, we just sold 30 drones to the Department of Energy for nuclear um, infrastructure inspection. Enjoy, you know, kind of, <laughs> <laughs> kind of a thing. So, so that's where the federal government's like, yeah, we got to get away from those guys, right? So who's the American company well, or non? Hold on. Oh. So what happened? So now the federal level, right, can't do it. So then the federal, then they come down and say, okay, state, county, city, you know, we, we encourage you not to. But here you are, Fullerton Police Department. I'm not, I, I don't right. know if this is what they Just using did. them as... They just got their budget to, like, they're so excited. They got the Matrice 300 and the two Mavics. And now you're telling me we can't use Chinese drones? <laughs> How, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? Yeah, so, now where do I go? So all these, all these state, county, and city public safety agencies are like, oh, man. So, and basically the, the Fed... They looked at the federal government and said, okay, well, then write us a check so we can buy, you know, we can replace these. And the federal government's like, eh, you know. So so they're not necessarily going to replace them. They're going to let them phase them out on, uh-huh. the, on their own and transition to non-DGI. Is that another September date? <laughs> no, there's no, there's no set dates <laughs> on those. Of course they, not. They, they just have to do it on their own. So it's like, okay, well, you guys can, but we encourage you not to. If you're going to buy a new one, don't buy the DJI one. So, so again, all these, like I told you, LA County, LA County Fire has a huge fleet. A lot of it's DJI. It just is. But um, so, so your question as to who's who's the alternative is that's what they're trying to figure out who the alternative is. Um, it used to be very limited, but now there are a lot of up and comers. Um, Especially in the um, 
especially American made and especially focused on public safety because they know that that's an audience they have that has to address this issue. So there are companies like, um, well, Skydio is one. Um, Skydio is, uh, they do the consumer side too, but they have a um, commercial enterprise side that's pretty good. Um, another company that is really big in uh, law enforcement is called Brink. And this, okay. th- this thing, if you, if you guys, anybody listening, you should watch this video, B-R-I-N-C. And they only sell law enforcement. Actually, we, through our drone program, I, I wanted to purchase one for our law enforcement um, training for, for our administration justice program. Okay. Nope. You have to be a law enforcement agency. You can't be a school. You can't be anything like Badge that. Badge and gun. Yeah, yeah. You have to be a law enforcement agency, which is cool. And that's good. Good for them. But <laughs> it has a, this thing has a, like a window breaker. Like it can break windows. It can open doors. It also has a turtle thing where it, if it goes to the, smashes through the window and drops, It'll ride itself. It'll flip itself over and take off again. Wow! Oh, no, it's phenomenal. It's intense. It's it's Skynet. You know, right? It's coming. So, but, um, the, but the builders of you know the guys who sit around and say, "I want to make my drone better." Those are the guys that are coming up with that kind of stuff. Oh, 100%. The flipping over and the glass breaker and yep. putting yeah. a speaker on it. And yep, yep, exactly. There's a speaker on it. And right. And you a, show and me yours, yeah. but it's got a little speaker so yep. they can communicate. Yep. Police or fire. And- yeah, yeah. And they and what'll happen is a lot of a lot of these builders and a lot of these companies, especially these drone developers, U.S. drone developers, now are like, "Hey, before DJI, DJI owns ninety percent of the consumer market." And they, they owned a large chunk of the, of the commercial market. A lot of the U.S. developers are like, it's too big of a hill to climb for us to even get any return on our investment. Like, we're not even going to enter that market. Some did. GoPro went in. 3DR went in. But then they're like, you know what? It's too tough. We're out. So this anti-drone or anti-DJI thing um, really opened the door especially for public safety. So that's why there's all this, these public safety drones being developed because whether it's law enforcement, fire, whatever, because they, because, Hey, we're, we're American made or Hey, we're non-Chinese because there are, there are some other parrot parrot is a French company. Yeah. I saw them at CES. Yeah. They have, um, they, they have a, it's expensive, but they have a drone that's on the, the blue list on the list to do it. There's another, there's other companies in the U S teal, um, you know, there, there's there's a couple other is, ones that are that are that, that are coming up there. The drones are, you know, it really depends on what you what you what you want, you know, because they're they're either big or they're small or they're, you know, some of them. I think personally, I think they're ugly, but they serve a great purpose. It doesn't have to be a pretty drone, but it's uh, you know, it's yeah. Just I mean, that, we're not a beauty pageant here, and you especially if that. you're using it for public safety or purposes, you want it to multitask. Right. Another one. Um, you know, and I, I saw another company came up. I never heard of that. That it, that set a drone. I saw it today. They they're selling it for public safety. They created it. But another company that's going to be a big game changer is Sony. So, really, they've created some kind of division. Not so much for public safety, but Sony created uh, a, a drone called AirPeak, and it's a heavy lift kind of a drone, mostly for cinema. Okay. Right? Because um, they're very big in that market. Well, think about it. You know, like right. I said, the you have DJI that has this this monster market share, so it turns people off. You know, if you're not really committed to it, or you're not getting some chunk of it, like Autel is, then you're, you know, you're 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 fighting for scraps. But Sony comes in, and Sony now says, "Hey, we have the technology." We already understand how wireless remotes work. We've been doing PlayStations for years. Right. We have the we have the backing of Sony to back it. Oh, and by the way, we'll put our cameras on it. So it's wow. you know, here's a Sony camera, here's a Sony drone, here's Sony technology. Have you seen one yet or played with one? I have seen I have no. I've seen the video, I've I've seen pictures, I've seen pictures of friends that have had them, but um, I haven't actually seen the physical operation because they actually just started shipping and they're just starting really okay. pushing out there. So, um, but, it, and Sony could take a hit. So they could, they could, they could be in the long game with this one. Right. You know, cause they, 
okay, okay, yeah. DJ, we see you and we'll match you, you know. Right, they got deep pockets and they can play the long game. Right, so they can come in and, like I said, they're Japanese, so companies, and you know, companies can come in and be like, you're, as long as you're not Chinese, as long as you're not DJI, we will, um, we'll jump in with you, so. Yeah, we'll play that game. Yeah, but a lot of, I mean, it, granted, it, it's new, it's new for Sony, it's, Sony is new to the drone market, so a lot of people in the industry are still kind of like, okay, we get it. We think you can do it, but we want to see first. So a lot of people are, you know, I don't know if I'm going to get rid of my FreeFly system or my, my Alta X, which is a big cinema camera, or my Watts uh, drone, which, which are all U.S. made, um, to shift over to a Sony. But we'll see. Competition's good. Yeah, we'll see. So it makes everybody better. And like I said, Sony has the ability to, to be in it for a while. So we'll see what happens. Have you, how, I know it's grown, but how fast or are you surprised how quickly the drone industry you're in has just quadrupled, doubled? I don't know how, what the number is, but are you surprised by it? Not, not surprised. So, and it's funny, it's funny because it's like, I, I was just going to say, like, I've been in this industry for a while, but it, it, it yes and no, you know, kind of a thing. Right. It, it seems like forever, but it hasn't been forever. Um, You've been in the whole time. How's that? I've been in pretty the whole time. <laughs> but in, the whole time could only be, what, five years? Right, exactly. <laughs> so I've been in for a long time, which is a, which is a short time. But um, early on, it was like the Wild West. It was like, oh my gosh, you know, things were just popping up and these companies were where, uh, you know, startup companies were getting some venture capital money and they were getting some investment and they're like, here, here's this drone, here's this, and we're going to do this and this. And um, we don't know what this is for, but we're going to sell this. <laughs> and so that, that's gone away. And it's kind of, things have kind of weeded themselves out. So the people that are in it now are in, you know, manufacturers and drone service providers and, and third-party companies that are working on like, you know, th different thermal cameras and those kind of things, um, they're more stabilized, right? And so they're able to provide more, um, more information and, that, and, and more content. And what they're doing is they're, to your point, is that they're developing a lot more, right? So I'm, like I said, it's not surprising how much it's, it's evolving, but because it makes sense because now it's a little bit more stabilized. Right. And, um, but the idea, you know, when you really look at it and think about what drones can do and what drones can be used for and all the different industries that drones touch, it's not surprising that things are evolving. One of the... Well, you have so many fields. That's the thing. That so, I don't think anybody thought of. No, and they still keep popping up. But once you wrap your head around it, uh, actually, my dean... We were talking about this early on when we were talking when I was starting the, our, our drone program. Um, he said, you know, he brought this up. And we had this conversation about, you know, back in the day, we used to take a special class on computers. And this is how you use a computer. And then we took our <laughs> other classes. Right. So now I can use it. I took my computer class. Now I know. And they still have computer classes. But computers now are integrated across everything right industries it just it's History, essential math right. everybody's on your computer right and and fields and industries and everything right so um so it just becomes part of it it just kind of rolled in you just learn how to use your computer your application for whatever industry and job you're using it for drones are that kind of a disruptive force that are going to kind of come in and just as industries start to adopt them they'll just be incorporated into those industries. So it's just, you would just have a computer and have a drone kind of a thing to do this job. Right. So, so it's going to be, it, it, like I said, it just, it's going to be saturated at some point. When will we see it being integrated into sports without the worry of, you know, it falling out of the sky? Whether it's football, soccer, right? Those are outdoors. Yep. I don't know yeah. if they'll ever do hockey or basketball. Yeah. Baseball, you could do some stuff depending on where the play is. You know, with balls in the sky. So baseball, actually, funny you mentioned that. Baseball is, is putting its foot in the experimental waters with drones. Okay. 
Um, like the kiddie pool or are they yeah, going? Yeah. No, they're, they're in the kiddie pool. <laughs> so, but they, the field of dreams, one that they had in Iowa, mm-hmm. they use a lot of drones. And, but wasn't that just for like, was it during the game or just like the pre? Yeah. Okay. They kind of used it, you know, and in again, and out of commercial breaks. Right. Okay. Right. So, but the drones were flying. The, right. And so major league baseball said, Hey, that's kind of cool. Hey, those drones take some cool shots. Boy, baseball stuff. <laughs> so, what wow. is this drone thing you talk of? Wow, that's I, when did when did you come up with those things? <laughs> Who's the genius that came Esther, up? Esther, come in here. They're flying saucers. <laughs> exactly. Look at that. Have you heard of this? Well, um, that's baseball, though. Yeah, but it's funny that baseball actually is embracing it more than anybody else. But I, I guess football is not. I'm not. I'm not surprised football is not embracing it yet. But. Um, is that because of the sky cam? They can wire that up yeah. and that's almost bulletproof? It's already set, yeah. But yeah. I've seen those fall out of the sky. Oh, they do. But, the, but at least they have the liability insurance that covers because they're like, oh, but there's a cable. <laughs> but if you fly a drone that's not tethered or not cabled, then it's going to be like, oh, we need right. $20 million liability insurance. So, um, Oh, could the NFL cover $20 million? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> They, they, I heard that. That's only say. half of Aaron Rodgers' <laughs> six weeks of his exactly. playing. Exactly. But, um, but yeah, so baseball actually is is looking to work and see what they can do with drones and bring that in. I think it's going to be, you know, in and out. You know, it's going to be cosmetic stuff. Um, they might be able to do some, you know, long outfield shots or something. And not over the play, but you know, out over the bleachers. That's why they feel the dreams because there's nobody sitting out there. Sure. It's, it's cornfield. Right. They can just fly that baby all day long. Exactly. And that... They can just sit out there and hover. That's where, that's where it got it. Like, oh my gosh, we can just camp out here in center field and we use a zoom lens and we can give you an aerial shot from back out here mm-hmm. and, and just be out here the whole damn time. Right. But, um, so like I said, that really, really got them excited. So they, they, they feel like they have the flexibility enough to like, like test it. And so they're going to start seeing drone shots with major league baseball, but the other ones, I don't think, I don't think the other, I don't think football will do it. I don't think soccer will do it. Um, the things that guys are doing with drones. It's amazing. Since we've talked that one guy did the, the video where it goes into the bar around a, a bowling alley comes out, goes through the bar. I mean, that stuff is just unbelievable. So yeah, he's, um, you know, the FPV photos and the FPV shots are, are since that one came in the bowling alley and then he, the, he got Connor McGregor opened his bar and hired that guy to shoot it and stuff. So, um, they've done a lot of stuff, FPV shots, you'll see them all over commercials and you'll see them all over. Now, now it's a big advertising angle. Everybody, cause everybody wants, they're like beauty shots that everybody just wants. Right. Yeah. But what's interesting about funny thing, this is kind of going back to remote identification, right? The transponders. Mm-hmm. So the, that community, the FPV, the first person view community, which are like the drone racers, the smaller quads, right. kind of zip. Those things can flip around and go backwards and go fast. That's a whole that's a whole community in and of itself. And they pride themselves on their ability to fly, but they're also their ability to maintain and fix and repair and build. Right. Very NASCAR ish. Yeah. They, they, they fly their, yeah, they're ugly, you know, these, but they just go out there and fly and just get some amazing shots. So they collectively filed a, a lawsuit against the FAA in regards to remote identification. Because they were saying, you can't put the transponder, we don't want to put the transponders on our drones, on our, our smaller drones, our mini drones, our you know, mini quads. Right. And on the letter of the law, FAA is like all drones. Period. Done. And these guys are saying, yeah, but not us. You, you exempted <laughs> us. Yeah. Well, because they they've, they've been exempted from the registration because they're under 0.55 pounds, right? And so they don't have to register the drones. So they're... They feel like, hey, we're light. We don't have to do that. But now you're going to have us put a transponder into our, you know, that's going to add more weight to it. Now we'll have, then that might push us into where we have to actually register. Yeah, it gets that, you over the four pound, right. four point. So it, it, um, so they, they file a lawsuit. So we'll, we'll see how that kind of works its way through the system. But uh, they're trying to, they're basically what they're trying to do is just trying to be exempted from the, 
uh, remote identification. Is that weight going to stay in place? <laughs> yeah, I think I think so. I think uh, I don't think it's going to. I don't think it's going to change. I think the FAA. The, I think the FAA probably wants to change. They want to do like all drones. I think the biggest thing too with remote identification, they are looking at um, the as an opportunity for the FAA to corral all the horses that left the barn years ago. <laughs> so, cause now it's so like, true. because now they're like, okay, now, now under that remote identification, under that uh, law, um, drones will have to, you'll fall on now under three different categories. One of them, you can have your part 107 license and fly all about the country, wherever you want to go. Like you do now, we you know within airspace requirements or, you can not, you can have your 107 and then not have a transponder on your drone. And if that's the case, then you can fly your drone, but you have to have a bubble. You, it's a dome, it's like a 40 foot dome or whatever around where you, wherever you are. <laughs> so you're very limited to where you can go. Or if you don't have your 107 and or don't have the transponder, you have to fly at the designated parks. Uh, across the okay. country that they're setting up. So so you're only set to fly at El Dorado Park. Right. And that's it. That's the only place you can fly your drone. So, but like I said, that's the FAA's chance to finally say, yes, you need a driver's license is basically what happens. Right. You know? So. Well, they get in, they want their rules because somebody screws it up. I mean, the Super Bowl, we had it here. That restriction they put on 30 miles. Yeah. They that had, was huge. Yeah, they had that at, you know, it's funny, we we saw it because it happened here, but Tampa Bay had it last year too. Right. It's just a blanket. They just slap it down. Yeah, it's crazy. But something like that though only affects DJI, right? Because if, is it all drones? All drones. But if they're, you don't have a transponder, you're not giving up any information, will your little copter will fly or is it still? So, yeah, well, here's the thing. Um, that's, that TFR, that flight restriction, that that's federal law, right? right? That's that's the law. So um, DJI, in its effort to say, "Hey, we like you, FAA. You know, don't don't <laughs> cut us out. We're not really spying on you. We'll put geofencing on our drones, so we won't fly." Right? In they do that. So they lock it down. They're the only company that does that. So. With what you're saying, if you have another drone, like say if you have a Parrot or uh -huh. a Skydio, and you're saying, okay, they slap the TFR down, and it goes all the way down to South Orange County, um, but I'm going to fly, I'm going to Downey, and I'm going to fly, and I don't have a DJI, so it's okay. I can. It says I can take off, so I can take off. Yes, you can take off. Yes, you can physically fly, but you are in violation of the law. So, right. Because so. I've, I'm saying it's amazing. I'll see people who are, I was out in Arizona, some guy was flying in federal, federal park, mm. you know, and, and people post stuff and you're like, how did you get that footage? I know you can't fly it, you know, Valley of the Fire or Yellowstone or somewhere else. I went out with the FAA communications department during, right before the Super Bowl. We went out and did a couple videos. I think one's going to be posted here on FAA drone zone social media here pretty soon that we did. We were out at the, that's well, we, timely. It's we only did, been a we, month since the Super Bowl. Well, it's not the Super Bowl. It's just, it's just little things that we, we put out there. And then I'm going to continue that because I'm actually um, the FAA safety team drone pro for LA and Orange County. So I have to go out and try to let people know and raise awareness. And so um, with that, though, the biggest thing we were talking about, the FAA knows this as well, is that there's no at point of sale. So you go to Costco and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get a couple samples of sausages here and I'm going to get this blanket and I got my chips and I'm going to get that drone. <laughs> and then you, you check out. Great. You, congratulations. You just got a drone. There's no point that says anywhere in that pathway that says, oh, by the way, there are federal regulations that you have to abide by after you get this drone. So you just got a drone at Costco and now I'm going to fly it. Or on Amazon, if you look, if you buy a drone on Amazon, if you scroll way down to the bottom and like eight point type, there is sure. that that stipulation on with that. this purchase you are yeah. abiding by yeah right and it's like way below like all the reviews and all that stuff that nobody really reads so so nobody knows and people just 
the biggest thing is people don't know what they don't know. Right. And so, um, so you're what we're gonna make them PSAs to explain. Basically, to people? yeah, we, yeah, we're supposed to do that, but and so I got to try to work on developing that because right. there's kids don't smoke and fly your drones. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> After dark, little rain belt, little. The more you know. Yeah, the more yeah. you know. So that's basically what we're working on doing because. These are yeah. going to be good after-school specials. Just try to get information out <laughs> the there. The drone just touched me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they, you know, and and there's there's no there's no answer. Because right. what I told the FAA is like, you know, you guys are doing a great job with this, but only people that are paying attention to the FAA are getting it from you. There's many. What do you think that percentage is? Ten. Well, I mean, out, out of the drone community, I, I would say probably fifty. But the thing is, there's more people coming into the community every day, like on an en- just an entry just level buying stuff, know. right? Oh, yeah. Right. Oh yeah. So because if you buy your kid the smallest Maverick or whatever it is yeah. for Christmas, that yeah. kid's not going through and reading the pamphlet. No, and you didn't do it either. No. So yeah. he's so he's in. Boom. He's gone. He's taking yeah. his drone. He's going out. Charging up, flying it out. Exactly. And he's going to see how high he can fly. Right. And how far far. he can go and how many people he can fly over and, you know, peep in window. All those kind of things, right? Maybe not peep in window. Well. (laughs) Well, teenager maybe. Sure. But, um, but yeah, so they, and again, there's nothing that says it other than, you know, many of the times we go out and do a lot of outreach and and stuff. People like, what, there there are laws, you know? And, um, or even when we're out flying, um, the questions I always get asked um, how high can it go? How far can it go? And how much does it cost? Those are like the main funny the orders. Cost is third or whatever. Yeah, right? I mean it's not necessarily in that order, but usually it's in those combinations. But I can see the first two being the priority ones. Well, people are always like, "Hey, dude, how high can it go?" Right. And it's like, well, by law, four hundred feet. And it's like, but it physically can go higher. But four hundred feet. Don't and realize... then everybody's shocked when they hear that. They're like, yeah. oh, four hundred feet is. Far. Oh, I, I, I tell them, yeah, have you seen 400 feet? You know, you're, you're not seeing a lot of detail. You're seeing the curvature of the earth. You're seeing the horizon. Right. And people think like, well, I, I see geese. They're not that high. Like <laughs> right. a lot of right. a lot of birds don't fly that high. So you right. put your drone that high, it's small. Yeah. 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 It's teeny. Like I have gotten mine 400 for stuff and yeah. I'm still like, I need to only need to be half this distance. Yeah. And most of the stuff, most of the work you do with drones, usually you're about 200 feet, you know, 150 feet, 200 feet, really just get some detail. Right. But, um, and then they're always like, well, how far can it go? I'm like, well, as far as I'm allowed, as far as I can see it, because uh-huh. I don't want it to go any further. And by law, I can't send it any further. Oh, yeah. But, when you and I went flying, frequency, it could go really far. Yeah. When you and I went flying, like we had ours out pretty far. And even mm-hmm. then it was like yeah. on, it was specs. Right. 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 And, you know, and like I said, there's... I need it to be like that sniper with Scout with a little <laughs> right angled, you know, zoom to see where your drone was. Yeah, they have like, um, like I said, people just don't know. People just think I have a drone and they don't know laws and they just put it up. And and um, again, don't fault of their own. But then, you know, the FAA and everybody says, well, ignorance of the law is no excuse. Right, it's no excuse, blah, right. Blah, blah, blah. But don't but, drink and drone. Yeah, exactly. But how do you <laughs> exactly? But how do you how do you know? Like I bought this on Amazon, right? My son really likes drones, so I bought this for him. Or your kid just bought it on Amazon. Or the kid, yeah, right. They just went and did it themselves, right? And it, you know, and here it was delivered, and then they're just flying it, and they got a bunch of gift cards or whatever, and they bought their own drone. Mm-hmm. Like, cool, cool, you got it. That's fine. Because um, they're you. What's the cheapest one? Like maybe GGI buy uh, sells. That my Costco reference, like uh, the the Mini Two, is like three ninety nine or four ninety nine. That's not that much. No, not really. No, we're super entry level for something that can create a lot of problems. It could, yeah. There, we were at a thing. Uh, I was at a drone safety thing, and uh, for the FAA, and they were talking about the drone um, incursions, the problems with the drones hitting manned aircraft, and. Um, and how that seems to happen a lot. There was a, there was a big one here that happened in L.A. with the LAPD helicopter, mm-hmm. and where the guy just and he, there was a police activity nearby. The guy put a drone up. It was twelve thirty at night. Um, he wanted to see what was going on. He didn't want to walk over there, so he put his drone up to see what was going on, and it hit the LAPD helicopter. First off, he shouldn't have been flying at night. Second. Um, he should have been aware of helicopter activity. Right. You know, and who knows how high it was. But the LAPD helicopter had to land, right? 
And so they, because they, all of a sudden you get hit. Yeah, they hear a bang and they don't right, know. They don't know what's going on. And they're physically in the aircraft. So it's like, yeah, let's take it down, check what's going on. So they had to disengage from what, what they were doing for the police activities so they couldn't support the, the police that were on the ground. They had to go land. The drone spiraled down and hit a car windshield, like a parked car just smashed the windshield. So officers were able to recover the drone and... Uh, and they were able to just tra- trace it back to the owner. So, oh, that's a knock on your door oh, you don't want. Yeah, yeah. He was, uh, you know, he was pretty cooperative um, in regards to like, oh, I didn't know, I didn't know, you know. But uh, they gave him uh, two years probation and five hundred dollars, five hundred dollar fine. Uh, that's cheap. Oh, they let him off easy. But I think it's because he was be- he was being very cooperative, right? And uh, and apologetic and that kind of stuff. But, and it didn't really damage the LAPD helicopter too much. But if you think about it, now he had to then pay for the, the, the car's windshield that his drone smashed into. And I'm sure the LAPD probably went after him a little bit for right. to fix whatever they did with the LAPD. So, but there's instances like that. And, um, and the FAA actually will, FAA slash NTSB, because the NTSB will investigate it. When they determine what it is, they'll, they'll come after you. And that one... I think that one actually incorporated, no, no, the one that hit the National Guard helicopter back east, um, the FBI was involved in that one. So, Ooh, the feds? Yeah, So because it's a federal offense, right? Right. So um, in that one, they tracked it down. NTSB, so the drone was like just disintegrated, basically. But from the rotor, they were able to get a serial number. And then from that serial number, they were able to track it back to the owner. So... <laughs> So they didn't even need the they didn't need the complete drone. They just needed a part from the drone so they could track back the part and they went back to it. So they'll they'll come after you. So um and and again the the F the FAA doesn't want these instances to happen. And manned pilots, I imagine Dieter and stuff, really don't want this to happen. In, right. And and drone pilots don't want it to happen because that's just detrimental to the the whole industry. So it's just these you know, people that just come in and be like, oh, check out how high I can go because they don't know. They don't know. So it's just this idea of trying to figure out how to educate people, how to let people know at, like, the point of purchase. Right. You know, by the way, if you buy this, you have to abide by federal law. So um, maybe by 2023, something will happen, something will change. But, but by now, Amazon, B&H, Walmart, Costco, you know, you can buy drones anywhere. Is there anything else big happening? It just keeps changing, man. Who knows? Ask me tomorrow. See what happens. All right. Well, we'll have to do another podcast (laughs) then because it's it's constantly evolving. I mean, by the time we talk again, maybe DHL's decided they're in the game. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the update. I appreciate it. No problem. Anytime. All right. Thank you for listening to my conversation with Jay Seidel. Please click the like button if you enjoyed the episode. Subscribe as well. Please leave a review if you enjoyed what you heard. And remember, you can always follow the podcast on Instagram. And you can find all of our past shows on the website, justagoodconversation.com. Thank you for listening.